Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Plant Medicine, Cannabis, Psychedelics and Pharmaceutics. I have another of my heroes, <laughs> superheroes. I've been bringing superheroes. Uh, the nurses are our superheroes. They are the real superhero. They do so much for our community. So I have one of mine personally that I really, really adore. But before we get to Elizabeth today, you guys know what's up. Where are we? <laughs> this is cannabis psychedelic. Oh, <laughs> anyway, uh, you guys know I have cannabis psychedelic club. Anyway, this is Let's Stop Plant Medicine, cannabis psychedelics and pharmaceutical. And who the heck am I? <laughs> I am Dr. Lola, also known as Dr. O, a clinical pharmacist. For those of you that don't know, I'm the founder of WCI Health. We are alternative health and wellness hub. We help you level up on your wellness journey using the healing powers of botanicals like cannabis and using education as tools. Oh yeah, what else do we gotta do? Good house cleaning. <laughs> Let's do good house cleaning. This show is for educational purpose and should not be taken as medical advice. Consult with your doctor for all your medical need. Do not start or stop any medicine without talking to your doctor. And finally, without our sponsor, we are just not going to be able to do this show. So I want to say thank you to our sponsor. The show is sponsored by WCI Health, your alternative health and wellness hub. They are the makers of Glows and Glows Beauty. And their new product, the Relief Roll-On with Emo Oil, is out of this world, is off the charts. You need to go check it out, wci-health.com. Other than that, I want to say thank you to you. You, yes, you supporting Healthy Cost Wealth. Uh, you are supporting us on Patreon. You are indirectly supporting this show. We really do appreciate you. So that's that. What else? What else? What have you? There you are. A pharmacist guide to cannabis perspective of a non-conforming clinician. If you are yet to get your copy, it's flying off the shelf. Go grab it. And also, this time that we are recording, I don't know when you guys are watching this, but if you are watching it around uh, Thanksgiving time or around Christmas, this is holiday time we are recording this. So we have our holiday promotion on the website. Goodies, goodies, goodies. Go grab your stuff, wci-health.com or slide in my DM at wci-health19 on IG. Having said that, Allow me to welcome Elizabeth Mack. Thank you, Elizabeth. Great to see you today. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And thank you for awesome. the invitation. It's yeah, awesome. Folks, for those of you that don't know Elizabeth, Elizabeth is the founder of Holistic Caring. They work in partnership with the Green Nurse. She is a certified um, nurse practitioner. Apart from that, this woman, she got so many accolades, I cannot say it all. She is a member of LA NOMS. She is a member of California Cannabis uh, Chambers of Commerce. I am going to let her, yeah, she is also one of the director, board of director of American Cannabis Nurse Association. 
In fact, that's where I actually met her. She is an educator, a public speaker. She is a cannabis coach. She does it all, folks. I told you guys, she is a superhero. <laughs> Elizabeth, I'm so excited to have you talk to us. Talk to us about how did you find yourself here? Tell me a little bit about yourself. Wow. Well, okay. You know, I... I Gosh, I, I have been having a lot of fun in plant medicine and cannabis therapeutics. And, you know, you, you talk about the board positions that I have. I, I, I love to have a, a life of service uh, as well as involvement. Right. And I met you at the American Cannabis Nurses Association conference where you, my dear, were the keynote <laughs> speaker. And I got to also sit next to you at the board of directors meeting uh, the night before at our dinner. Uh, and yeah. it was uh, delightful <laughs> to meet you and your husband. He was wonderful as well. Mm. Um, how did I get into cannabis? Um, yeah, I, I basically came here seven years ago, and just like most people, as a patient. Uh, patients find this because they need healing. And uh, I crashed my bicycle, uh, and I went out on leave to have surgery. And I was introduced about a week or two after the surgery uh, at my chiropractor's office, and I had a medical massage. Uh, and the, the therapist was using CBD in the oil. And I said, hey, what is this? It smells funny. And she said, it's cannabis. And I said, well, why are you putting cannabis on me? And she goes, well, it's, it's going to help your uh, inflammation and, and, and calm down the pain and get you back to moving that shoulder a little more freely and, and, uh, and, and hopefully that, that pre-surgical arm a little faster. So I said, okay, sign me up and tell me more. Right? And, uh, and next thing you know, this, this woman, her boyfriend had a pop-up dispensary in San Diego. And so the next thing you know, I'm uh, going there on weekends and interning with them. And Dr. Talleyrand was, uh, uh, had a Medicam clinic in the building uh, writing recommendations. And so I started shadowing him and learning all about this. And I said, wow, you know, this is, this is something that I, I, I really felt like I got bit by the bug, uh, especially once I started taking CBD internally. Because, of course, I, was, I bought a bottle of the topical, and I was using that every day, and it really did help. Uh, but when I started to take some CBD, uh, they gave me, this is, uh, gosh, January of 2015, so a long, long time ago. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they gave me a, a syringe full of CBD FACO, the fully extracted cannabis oil. So I went straight to the good stuff. Uh, <laughs> and, and also it was made uh, up in Humboldt County. Uh, and so it was really good CBD cannabis medicine. Uh, and I started to feel better. I, I all of a sudden, uh, well, not all of a sudden, pro probably within two to three months, I didn't need as much Motrin. I was taking 2000 milligrams of Motrin per day. I was taking eight Flexeril. You, you could appreciate my list of pharmaceuticals oh, as a pharmacist, right? Mm -hmm. I was, and, and, and this wasn't my first rodeo with the shoulder surgery. This has been my nemesis. I've had three shoulder surgeries. Uh, and the first one goes all the way back to 1993 when I got injured by a patient. And then oh. I had two bike accidents. I, I love oh. to bike, uh, cycle. Uh, and, um, you know, so I, I basically have had a few crashes and uh, I've had several surgeries. And uh, what happened was in 1993, 
when I didn't heal from the first one where they took an inch of my clavicle out, what could go wrong? Uh, it, it was, uh, they, they, they said, we'll just take the Vicodin and you have fibromyalgia, right? So you're, oh, you're going to just hurt the rest of your life. So take the Flexeril, take the Motrin, take the Aleve, take the Naprosyn, whatever it was at the time. Uh, and I, I basically did that, except for the, the narcotics. I couldn't stand narcotics. I always, always hated them. So I could take them a couple of days after the surgery, and then I, I, I needed to stop. But um, I, I didn't want to you know, continue on, on the path I was on. And when I was introduced to CBD, uh, and, and cannabis therapeutics, like literally a light bulb went off. And I said, I might not need all these drugs because the list was not only just the flexural and the Motrin, but I had migraines lifelong. And so I was taking Furanol when I had just a regular migraine and Imitrex when that didn't work. I had Albuterol and, and Advair uh, because I had lifelong asthma. Uh, because of the Motrin, which I later found out, I was on hydrochlorothiazide because my blood pressure was always like 150 over 90. Oh, nice. uh, and I had GERD, I was taking Prilosec. Uh, I had, gosh, what else? I mean, and, and, and the crazy thing, what age was I? Like 50, no, 48, 48 when that happened. I'm, I'm 55 now. Uh, and so it, it was just, you know, life changing because as I started to take the CBD, I started to feel better. And then over a period of about two to three years, every one of those drugs, Dr. Lola, gone. Hmm. I take some really great CBD every day. I microdose THC. I take CBG, uh, CBN, CBDA. Uh, and, you know, I'm in the best shape of my life. You look it. You look, you don't look your age. I mean, come on now. You're 55 <laughs> and you look like that. Yeah. That is amazing. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Talk to me, uh, Elizabeth. How did uh, holistic caring how does that i know you are you're a nurse and all that stuff how did you say you know what i'm gonna start this uh platform how did that come about well that came because okay so i spent all of 2015 studying i still worked in insurance uh even though i'm an rn uh i i'm not a nurse practitioner i'm just an rn oh. uh, i spent my first 10 years so from 1986 to 1996 in hospitals but i couldn't stay a nurse because i uh, I'm a big entrepreneurial thinker, right? And so uh, I, I decided to go back to graduate school uh, and I got my MBA in healthcare administration uh, in 1996. And then I spent the next two decades in insurance companies. Uh, so uh, yeah, and I know you work with insurance companies as oh, well. So, Lord, uh, I, I, yeah, I started in operations and then went to sales. Uh, and uh, when I crashed that bicycle, I was the sales manager for Anthem Blue Cross for the County of San Diego. Uh, and so I basically managed the broker distribution of all the employee benefits, medical, dental, life, vision. Uh, and uh, that's, that's what I was doing. Um, and when I started to take CBD and cannabis medicines, I said, it, and I started a network into the community in San Diego. And I ended up going to meetups. Uh, and then I was introduced to Women Grow, which was brand new. Uh, and and I, I joined the San Diego chapter. And next thing you know, I went to Denver a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of months after that. Uh, and I went to a national conference of Women Grow. And I, and I found that people are making medicines, people are selling medicines, but nobody's interpreting that for patients and how to sit down and clinically use this. 
Uh, and as I was healing myself, I studied everything. Oh my goodness. Uh, when I went home for that, that therapeutic massage, I stopped at the library and I, and I said, I want to get a book on cannabis and, and see what, what she, if she's making this up. Right. Uh, and, and next thing you know, I, I read that entire book and then I was at the library all the time getting everything that they had. And then there was all of these online journals and I discovered Ethan Russo uh, and I started to follow him and Dustin Sulak uh, and United Patients Group and Patients Out of Time. And I, I devoured everything I could find online. And so I just became uh, it, and I have a little bit of a photographic memory, right? And so everything just stuck with me. And I, and I started to talk to people and they're like, you should do this. And I'm like, you know, you're right. Because like I said, nobody's interpreting this for patients. And I said, okay, I haven't been a nurse since 1996, but I'm going to put that hat back on and see patients and really help them with this. So I started my own practice, Holistic Caring, in uh, the, the January of 2016. Uh, and I've had that open ever since. And it's uh, evolved quite a bit since I hung out my shingle and started to see some of the uh, older patients in my neighborhood in San Diego, you know? That so. is amazing. That is, have you always been like uh, a decisive person? Like you would just <laughs> yeah. say, oh, let's go, let's do this yeah. <laughs> kind of person. Well, yeah, I mean, it, I, here's the thing. When, because when you I know remember, some people, it will take forever for them to even make a decision. Suddenly you are at the chiropractor and they're doing this thing. And you're like, okay, what's up with this? And they're like, okay, this is it. And like, okay, deal with me here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, you know what? Here's the other thing. Uh, you, it, it, in order to get that context, let's go back to the insurance companies, right? So who really likes the insurance companies? And uh, <laughs> no. when I crashed my bike that last time, uh, you know, I, I, I was really disillusioned and uh, had a moral objection to what I was doing every day. Uh, I loved Obamacare and implementing it, but in my opinion, it didn't go far enough because what I'd really like is an NHS where everybody's covered. There's a minimum threshold of, of essential coverage that doesn't cost you anything. Uh, and the way that everything was implemented, it just really enhanced the insurance companies and screwed everybody else, whether you're a broker, an employer, an employee, a patient, a Medicare uh, enrollee, or a provider. Everybody uh, had uh, issues, right? And remind you, I, I was running sales for the County of San Diego. So everybody was mad at me. Uh, and so, you know, when I, when I got introduced to CBD, I'm like, wow, this could be a new thing, right? And uh, I had a little bit of a, of a freedom. Uh, my, my husband was uh, recent, I was recently widowed uh, and I, I, I was alone and I had a little bit of life insurance money. And I said, you know what? Uh, I, I want to start my own practice. And that's, that, that's something that, and, and of course I was thinking, I'm going to make money in this and I'll be okay. Uh, because, you know, I, I'm, I'm a smart, uh, enterprising type of person, but it's really, really difficult to be a cannabis nurse and to start your own practice and to find patients because, mind you, this remains a Schedule One drug yeah. and there's no distribution. But, you know, remind, uh, also my MBA is in healthcare administration and I'm a systems builder and thinker. So I know that what I'm doing can lay the groundwork for cannabinoid therapeutics and patient care built into the delivery system of health plans because one of these days they're going to cover it. Right? Yeah. So I, I'm just getting started. I know. I mean, that is amazing. God, that brings me to my next question, Elizabeth. How did you handle, you know, the stigma, family stigma for somebody like you? Obviously, unlike me, my husband has used cannabis for so long. 
I, I mean, I've been with him for 20 years. I've literally been around cannabis for that long, you know. Mm. So for somebody like you that might not, maybe you weren't even into it, you don't have any close family member that was into it. How did you handle all the stigma uh, that comes around you, somebody like you, a professional, and I say, okay, I am talking about cannabis. The patient. You know, I mean, literally you have to take a shortcut and go straight to them. If I didn't do this for the love of what I do, for loving people, for, for healing myself, I, I can't tell you how it feels to go from nearly a dozen pharmaceuticals every day to days without a pill, right? So that passion and purpose leads me through every day because you're right, it is still stigmatized, but I have to go back to the patient because- Every time I feel beat up by society and not making uh, the, the income I think I'm going to make and, and, you know, just all of the difficulty banking, I've lost seven banks as a nurse, a cannabis clinician, literally the merchant banks, they keep shutting you down and because they talk, I talk about CBD, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's, uh, it's really frustrating, but if I didn't have the patience that I see all the time, that fills me with so much purpose uh, and passion. It, it just is like, uh, it, it, it's evergreen, right? I, I don't worry about it. And I've learned to live very lean uh, and to just be able to, to, to live on, you know, why I do what I do. It's all about the why. And because, you know, I have cancer patients that are thriving with, you know, a diagnosis. I, I, I did a seminar for Americans for Safe Access last summer, and I had on one of my patients with melanoma and one with stage four lung cancer, uh, and both of them shouldn't be here, but they are, and they're thriving. And uh, I can't, cannabis therapeutics was a big part of that, as well as other integrative uh, systems. Patients with dementia uh, and Alzheimer's and Lewy bodies. I have so many times where I, like this, just this week, a follow-up call with somebody in Florida, like you, uh, and taking care of her 102-year-old mother. And she said, without CBD, now uh, it, it, I wouldn't be able to do this because she is a different person and I'm able to keep her home and, and I have my own sanity back as well, you know, and patients that are, you know, struggling with arthritis and chronic pain and people that have been able to wean down off of opiates when they were taking eight a day of Oxycontin and now they're free. Uh, you know, this is what keeps me in the game and, and motivated to change the paradigm of healthcare, which is my end result, of course, right? It's not just about having my own practice and, and, and doing this. So I don't even think about the stigma anymore. I think about why I do what I do. That is awesome. They say, folks, they, she is a super, superhero. I'm telling you. I mean, I met Elizabeth uh, within an hour. We literally became BFF. Was it even an hour? The dinner, the, the dinner didn't last for an hour. We literally, you are just so, so special. And I'm so grateful to you and to people like you to, to not Sherry, I mean, I met her. She's that's another goddess right there. You guys <laughs> are just, just yeah. special, you know. She's Talk very to me, Elizabeth. Smart. Yeah, what kind of service do you provide for your for your client? Well, so at Holistic Carrying the Green Nurse, uh, and we have merged our companies now, so it's one shop. Uh, and um, what we do is uh, several different things. So we still have 
the in, uh, individual patient care, right? And so uh, if you want to talk to a nurse and get some cannabis coaching, uh, just go to holisticcaring.com. Uh, you can click on uh, book a consultation. We have half hour or hour. Uh, and so we have a, a stable full of nurses. It's not just Nurse Sherry and I, uh, but Heather and Denise and Michelle and Carrie Lee and Jamie and uh, all kinds of people are in the platform and there's more coming uh, because, you know, I'm, I'm the treasurer of ACNA the American Cannabis Nurses Association. So as soon as you build more volume in the shop, you can hire more people. And, you know, I can't wait to be a job creator and to have, uh, you know, nurses all over the place uh, seeing patients. But, you know, we have one-on-one -on -one patient care um, and um, all through telehealth. So we can see people wherever they are. Uh, in fact, I have a global practice. I've seen patients in Australia and patients in the UK and Canada, uh, even uh, one time in... Um, Beirut in, in Lebanon. Oh my right? goodness. People can get oils all over the world, right? And yeah, so, yeah. And, and, and the universal thing is they'll come with a little basket or, or a bag full of medicines and they're like, what do I do with this? And that is my joy and say, okay, you know, what are your goals and objectives? What do you, what do you want to accomplish? What are, what are we starting with? What is it, your diagnosis? How long have you been sick? Uh, what are the other pharmaceuticals that you're taking? And then we put together uh, an educational plan where, where they uh, get to learn about the endocannabinoid system and why this plant works pleiotropically on so many different things in the body. And I teach them about that, then the different ways that they can become deficient and then how to supplement with these plant nutrients. Uh, essential phytocannabinoids that, that literally nourish this endocannabinoid system back to balance, right? And, and you teach them this, you know, basic 101, not to scare them, but then you say, okay, now these plant compounds are going to plug into those little locks. Think about those cell receptors are the locks and the keys are the phytocannabinoids and the endocannabinoids. Uh, and, and what we're going to do is bring you back to balance. Like I'm going to give you vitamin D to boost your immune system, right? Really? And so then we teach them about how to create, uh, you know, CBD during the day for the most part, THC in the, in the evening uh, and, and ratio dosing and, and mixing and matching different ways to take tinctures and maybe a little bit of a vape here and there and topicals like most people start with that are in pain uh, and then a, a little bit of a dosing plan. So uh, and then we have a follow up call and I give them a tracking log one to ten. Where are we at on pain, anxiety, memory, focus, joy, mood, energy, sleep, blood pressure, blood sugar and then dosing. And I and I, I go through that on my follow up calls. So we, we sell these packages of one to one care uh, and then all of the programs. So uh, when I created my own practice, I uh, then knew I needed to hire some nurses and the nurses needed to be trained. And I'm like walking around like an encyclopedia at this point. Uh, <laughs> so I had to write everything down and I created a little training manual for nurses. And then that grew into my book, Cannabis for Health, Become a Coach. Uh, and that book uh, grew into the program. So I started with a big healthcare professional training program uh, where it's a comprehensive curriculum all about the history uh, and, the, and the prohibition. So cannabis use uh, uh, globally for 5,000 years, all the way to 1937, where we lost access to this plant due to uh, the US and, and all kinds of interests uh, 
corporate interests and greed and, uh, and, and xenophobia and racism and just all kinds of reasons why we lost access to this plant. And then all the research into it, especially coming out of Israel and, and Raphael Meshulam and our godfather of medicinal <laughs> cannabis, right? And then I train them all about the endocannabinoid system and all the research. And then we talk about uh, the different uh, phytocannabinoids and how they uh, can bring us back into balance as well as uh, terpenes and then extraction methods and uh, how we make these plant medicines and then all of the different products. Uh, that's all my module one and then module two uh, goes into all the different conditions that we treat. So pediatrics, uh, geriatrics, midlife, uh, and then, you know, how do we use it for uh, epilepsy, autism, ADD, uh, uh, neurodegenerative diseases, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, MS, uh, then cancer, uh, and, and palliative versus curative, and then chronic pain, uh, and weaning down off opiates, and um, uh, inflammation, metabolic syndrome, uh, cardiovascular issues, autoimmune conditions, uh, and then how to live holistically and add plant medicine and other uh, functional medicine things, because it's not just about the plant. It's about, about how do we use this plant as a facilitator to greater health promotion? And what do we need to do to do that? So that's all module two. And then module three is what, are the, what is the business of cannabis medicine? How do I get involved? What's the difference between medicine and coaching? Because it's very different. Uh, and, and I want people to change their lens at, at how to approach this. And then what is advocacy? And how do I become an advocate uh, as opposed to just a clinician? And why do I need to, to understand advocacy? Because, you know, we're not there yet right and uh, and then you know how to hang out your own shingle because you know basically i wrote all of these programs for nurses initially but uh and then think about you know somebody that is like me a 50 year old nurse that's i i've been in in the hospital for 25 years and i want to do something else for the next 10 20 years of my life right where i can have my own business and yeah. and, and run my own shop how do i do that how do i start a business what do i need right so i teach them all of that so that's all of module 3 that's basically your mba yeah. being incorporated into this this whole nine yard well all, yeah yeah i mean it, you know what uh, i i stole a, a page from the playbook of Warner Pacific, because one of the insurance uh, conglomerates that I worked for was uh, a general agency. And what the general agency did was they pulled all of the other insurance carriers. So there was some HealthNet, United Health, and, and Blue Cross and Blue Shield, and you know all of these, right? And so we would basically represent all of these carriers and take that to the broker and then help them facilitate uh, commerce and, and as a consultant. And, and we were the smartest people in the room and we were always connected. <laughs> So that's kind of what I've created here, where I teach them all of the, the 411, the carrier 411, about all of the, not insurance companies, but cannabinoids and things that they need to know to interface with the industry. Because, you know, the cannabis industry is not uh, for the faint of heart, right? You know, it, oh, yeah. it, it has oh, yeah. been a little bit rough, but, you know, I was born and raised in Chicago, so it doesn't bother <laughs> me. <laughs> you know, and, and so basically what I've tried to do is pull together everything that somebody could possibly need and deliver it to them in a package that's affordable and, uh, you know, something that they can uh, take off the shelf and learn. And, you know, my big healthcare uh, professional licensing program also has a toolkit. And in the toolkit, it gives them all of the forms and things that they're going to need, uh, assessments, uh, disclosures, waiver of, of liability. Uh, and uh, then 
all of the patient teaching. So everything in my course, I've dialed down into a it's handout. It's like a business in a bag. It's a business in a box. I've, I've called it that <laughs> all the time, right? Yeah, and, and it, even the care plan with the functional medicine stuff all built in, uh, as well as uh, the, the research library. And all they have to do is change the, the top three dosing recommendations that they think that patients should start with. Everything else is done for them. Even community one-on-one presentations for them to go and present in their neighborhoods so they can be the hero there, right? <laughs> that, you know, is, that is that is crazy. <laughs> I've been busy. That is, that is so awesome. It's a business in a box. That And I mean, who wouldn't want to sign up for that? You know, you already got everything, like you done everything. The, all the, the mm. not so cool stuff for them, they just take it and, and run with it. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and all nurses, right? So I, I, I became a sponsor for ACNA. So if you go to cannabisnurses.org, you can sign up uh, through the ACNA and uh, enter ACNA 10 at checkout and you get 10% off. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're going to continue to sponsor and do good things with ACNA as well to pay it forward and, and hopefully help a lot of nurses to be able to change the paradigm for patients because it yeah. all goes back to the patients, right? Yeah. You know, Nurse Sherry, talk about her. She, she has a, a slogan called, what does it mean to be high, right? H, what is, the, what is H? We have to start with hope. Hope leads to some inspiration. Inspiration is from God, right? And we believe plants come from God. And, you know, it's like we get hope to become inspired to grow. G is for growth. We want to grow. We're not, we're not just going to uh, survive what we've been through. We're, we're going to have a post-trauma growth. Uh, and people that have been sick for a long time and everybody in America with a chronic condition has some trauma. And we want to help them grow back into healing. So hope, inspiration, growth, and healing. What does it mean to really be healing? And, and to, to, you know, really take what people have, to, people told me I was going to have fibromyalgia and be sick for the rest of my life. And look at me, right? I'm in the best shape of my life. And, you know, it's, it's because of plant medicine. It's certainly not the pharmaceuticals. And because I'm using the plant, I got into meditation. I got into nutrition. I got into exercise and, and being able to get stronger, right? This is what we want to teach everybody about what it truly means to be high, because it is about hope, inspiration, growth, and healing. It's not about, I am sick. I am my condition. I am this list of meds. No, none of that stuff is what we should be teaching patients globally, not just in America. We should be teaching them they have agency and this plant can nourish their body back to balance so that then they can start to take ownership of their mind, body, spirit and to really heal. Awesome. Good, good stuff, man. Uh, we stay here, folks, with Nas uh, Elizabeth Mag. She is the founder of Holistic Caring and Elizabeth, let me go back to you. Tell us about the importance of the medical door in the cannabis industry. What does that even mean? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> so I, I call it the medical door because, you know, uh, in San Diego, I, I basically knocked on the door of every dispensary in the county uh, saying, I would like to partner with you. You have patients that need clinicians. You, you need nursing guidance. I'll do small groups. I'll teach them. And, you know, how many dispensaries put their hand up and say, I want to do this? Hmm. 
And it, it's, it's frustrating because you have to understand this is the Wild West out there. Uh, it's a very profitable industry uh, for the dispensary owners. Uh, but there are limitations as well, something called 280E, where they can't deduct uh, normal business expenses. And it's uh, something where, you know, they try to do business at the lowest possible cost. And they're not building in patient education, uh, except from the brands where they get the little infographic about why their medicine uh, works and how to take it, right? But the pa patients really need somebody to sit down and explain it all to them. Uh, and the medical door is something that, I have been trying to get dispensaries to, to uh, adopt uh, where they have two doors, right? One for recreation, one for medical. And that's how the licenses are set up. But how many people truly build the medical door where there is patient delivery systems of integrated care on how to really use this therapeutically, how to use it uh, to improve their health and well-being, how to use it together with pharmaceuticals and to stay safe, uh, to mind uh, interactions and spacing and what is this and do I take it with food, do I not, when do I take CBD, when do I take THC, how do I take it for sleep, how do I, you know, et cetera, right? So the medical door is where that patient is given everything that they need to do this. Uh, and it doesn't yet exist because m mainly that recreational door uh, is where, you know, these dispensary owners are shooting fish in a barrel, right? You know, people just walk in, they're like, okay, give me my eighth, give me some edibles, give me that little beverage, and then I'm going to walk right out. And it's a five minute transaction at the most. Uh, patients aren't getting any true guidance. But in my uh, dreams and what I'm creating is that medical door. And at holisticcaring.com, we're doing that with CBD, where we have the education. We have the programs. We have online programs where patients can buy a program for a hundred bucks and learn how to use cannabis for cancer, cannabis for Parkinson's, MS, Alzheimer's, uh, chronic pain, weaning off opiates, autism, epilepsy, autoimmune conditions, mental health conditions, uh, and holistic health. So I have all of those programs that somebody can buy, and then they can buy the best vetted CBD, because that's the other part. What do patients need to know about the quality of the medicines? Yeah, right? what is the, I was going to ask you that. How do you even decide what CBD is, what, what quality CBD means, or how do patients recognize that? What do you have in mind when you're talking about that? We teach them about, if we're to, to look at CBD, there's several different kinds of CBD. There's whole plant CBD, there's uh, full spectrum CBD, uh, there's cannabis CBD, there's hemp CBD, there's broad spectrum CBD, there's isolate CBD, there's nano and emulsified CBD. There's all of these different kinds of CBD, right? So what is gonna be the most therapeutically sound for a patient to start with? It's that whole plant CBD, full spectrum, right? That's going to give them all of the cannabinoids and nutrients uh, and terpenes and flavonoids that are gonna work together synergistically for what we call the entourage effect. Uh, and that's going to give them the best bang for the buck and give them better efficacy, lower dosing, less interactions, as opposed to an isolate where it's just CBD and it's purified like Epidiolex where it's just one compound, but it's not balanced. You know, I teach patients about uh, the entourage effect is like going to symphony hall and I love music. And so I'll go to the symphony and I want to hear that soloist. Yes. But then I want the rest of the orchestra to fold back in and, and to have the, the beautiful synergy of all of the instruments playing together. 
That's what the cannabinoids and the terpenoids and the flavonoids all do in the body. Uh, and so we teach them that. So whole plant is going to be the first thing. Uh, lab tested. It has to all go through the lab so that we know that the potency is what it says it is on the bottle uh, and that you're going to have, you know, X number of milligrams of, of CBD and, and the other phytonutrients, right? How much CBC and CBDV and, and THCA and, and CBDA and, and the different nutrients and THC, there should be a, a, a small amount of that because it helps kick everything else into gear and helps them work better. Uh, and then um, uh, that it's tested also for uh, uh, purity, right? There's contaminants. This is a plant. Uh, we want to make sure that people are growing this and doing good business uh, and that it's free from contaminants and molds and microbes and, and pesticides. And that it, when it's been extracted, that it's also free of residual solvents and any of the other kinds of things that could be harmful to patients. So it has to be lab tested. Uh, and then a whole plant lab tested organic should be nice. Uh, not everybody's growing things organically, but uh, it should be grown uh, in, in conditions that are, are going to help that uh, be not contaminated from, from the get-go, right? Uh, so it, as natural as possible. Um, and then, you know, we just, we just want to teach them also how to do business with people that are uh, doing transparent business because this industry, especially CBD, it's unregulated, right? So mm -hmm. think about all of the companies that just hang out a shingle and they say they're selling CBD <laughs> and it's at the farmer's market. And is it from China? Uh, it, you know, and also I, I, did a lot of home visits or now it's mostly telehealth, but you know, for years and years, I saw patients in their home and I would drive around and they'd have six bottles of CBD oil. I'm like, why do you have so much? Well, I can't turn it off. They put me on auto ship and I try to call the company and they, they're, they're not, I, I can't get a hold of them. And the website shut down and they're on auto ship. Uh, it's, it's crazy. Some of the stuff that happens out there. So, you know, getting people to understand that, you know, this should be a regulated industry and that it will be, but I do the regulations on my side, right? So I vet these companies for the quality of the medicines and that they're doing business the right way. Yeah, yeah that is, uh, that, that is really, really cool. I, that brings me to this question. What are the policy that you would like uh, to see from the government? Uh, the U.S. government or, or global governments? Well, I mean, we got to start our charity begins at home, like in the U.S. government, because see, at the end of the day, mm -hmm. everybody follows United States. Yeah. I mean, some countries are beginning to take initiative and go, especially in the cannabis space. When we are refusing to move, others are beginning to say, OK, we're going to keep moving if you people. But predominantly, when you look at the world, most people follow, most countries follow United States. So what policy change do you think our government? And I also want you to open it into the diversity and inclusion topic, because right now in Colorado, the government, the governor is, uh, there's this uh, program that they have, whereby if you are from the a minority, you can get, a, uh, I don't know whether it's license or whatever they call it, but you can get this permit to get a, a cannabis lounge type of kind of like the the program they have with uh, when, when when we went to uh, Vegas with Planet 13, they got that stuff in 2019. They had that stuff going on. They were still planning it then, where you have you know consumption lounge. So when you have that, I am thinking, okay, fine. 
they you're given uh, the minority consumption uh, license, but where is the money for them to develop this stuff? Are you are they gonna get a loan? So if folks don't, yeah, yeah. if yeah, folks don't have, okay, maybe you are able to scrabble around and get two thousand or whatever amount you are charging for this license, and folks don't have the money to develop the land, then they end up selling it to the big folks that got the money. Yeah. What what help does that help minority folks? You know, Talk it's to. yeah. So we, what you're referencing is social equity programs and and yeah. favoritism and licensing because you know uh, minority folks have been uh, the ones that have been most harmed by the war on drugs. You know, going back to you know 1970 when Richard Nixon put uh, put together the Controlled Substance Act and they started locking people up for cannabis uh, and other drugs. You know, uh, who was uh, getting locked up the most? Is it white kids? No black and brown kids, right? And so now they're saying that should be uh, where we put the, the people that have been most harmed at the front of the line so that they can get uh, access to the licenses because you know this is the green rush, right? How do we get people uh, that have been uh, disadvantaged to get social equity and to be able to get a, a, a leg up? Um, and it's not just consumption lounges, but you know all kinds of licensing and owning dispensaries and brands and 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 making medicines and processing and labs and, and all of that, right? Um, so it, it's not necessarily happening though. Uh, if you you were talking about Vegas and you know MJ BizCon, I was there last month. Um, you know, and everybody in the room is for the most part white men uh, that are, you know, running hedge funds. That is who is getting into this. They're not giving the favoritism that they said. And it's, um, it's just sad because I'm looking yeah. at, uh, and I know they're going to move it. California probably already have it. I know you you move uh, away from California just a little bit. I think you're a California girl. You're going to be back. I'm going back to California. Yeah, I'm director of health for Los Angeles Normal. And Normal is the national organization for the reform of marijuana laws. And through mm -hmm. my normal work, uh, you know, there are, you know, LA Normal, we have uh, lots of people that are from law firms uh, and social equity companies that are working uh, to help uh, minorities uh, to be able to get equity uh, in licensing applications, to be able to go through the process with help, and they're, they're giving grants. So California has uh, millions of dollars in grants that are going directly into these social equity programs uh, to help people with the licensing applications and putting together the portfolio, raising money, getting the loans uh, to be able to develop uh, a business. So it is happening. Uh, it will happen, but you know, there's a lot of um, it, it's not uh, as smooth sailing as, uh, as we hope, uh, you know, and, and the whole East shoreboard, you know, there's, you know, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, <laughs> all of these uh, places say that they're doing these things. I don't know how much is really playing forward, but you know, the, the, just sign up for uh, alerts from normal.org where you're getting the national uh, news. Uh, and there's something that comes out every day or two uh, that is talking about a, a plethora of different things, cannabis science and therapeutics and, and cannabis medicine, but also licensing uh, laws, uh, policy, talk about policy. What policies do we want to change? There, there's numerous policies on, on uh, social equity uh, and, and licensing. Uh, on, on health uh, and bringing this into medicine and getting uh, doctors and nurses to be able to get educated so that healthcare practitioners are not part of the problem, they're part of the solution, and they are able to guide patients uh, with even just minimum essential knowledge on how this works as, as a medicine and to, to, to be educated about 
when somebody comes in and says they're using cannabis, don't automatically say, oh, you're drug, a drug abuse, right? It does literally how they're still thinking. And then think about some of the kids that are very sick, pediatric cancers and seizure disorders and autism mm-hmm. and ADHD and severe uh, issues and ticks and pandas and all of this stuff. Imagine mm-hmm. a kid now goes into the hospital and the parents have a liability that that, that uh, the child protective services can come, CPS can take away their kids Fair because they're giving them drugs, right? This is the policy. You know, I get crazy when I think about this. It is, right? it is. I'm so glad I brought uh, that topic with you because you being a member of NOMS, at least you know where the concern of, of minorities are. That, okay, yes, you give us this uh, license, you put us in the front, but where is the money for us to develop it? If we don't have the money, how, what is like nothing, you know? I really, uh, I'm glad I, I, I brought up that question. Yeah, one Go more ahead. thing on that. Yeah. So some of the laws that are, are pending. So in the Senate, uh, in the House, uh, there are so many bills. There's the Moore Act. Uh, but uh, there was something uh, teed up by the Republicans just last week that has some social equity provisions, not as far as uh, Senator Schumer and Booker uh, that are, are really trying to get uh, much more uh, into the package. It's uh, probably a little too progressive for the Republicans to be able to handle. Um, but you know, all of these have some social equity provisions so that part of the taxation goes directly to fund these programs to give uh, grant funding uh, for licensing and, uh, and loans uh, for disadvantaged uh, folks to be able to participate uh, in this system. So it's coming. Now we need to pass some of the federal legalization to A, deschedule. The first thing we got to do is deschedule because once we not just reschedule, we don't need cannabis to be scheduled too. And you can- uh, plans, uh, it's like yeah. the spinach. Right. I, I mean, it would just be crazy to put it in the same schedule with cocaine. Right. Oh, I guess gosh. you can get a prescription. It's 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 it, idiocy. But it needs to be coming out of the Controlled Substance Act so that we can uh, treat it not just as alcohol, but to literally build that medical door. So we have recreational low dose normalization. Why can't we just treat it like ginger and garlic? They are medicine too. We use them. We go over the counter. We get our garlic. We get our ginger. We use it for all kinds of stuff. These are nutraceutical. These are plants. Yeah. They got seed that we put in the soil. It grows out of the soil. You water it. It grows. It's a plant. Yeah. It is right. a plant. Yeah. It's a plant. And, and people have to be able to grow it themselves as well. So not just the dispensaries and getting these, you know, uh, people richer, but, you know, giving people the ability to grow this in their backyard. It, you, you could, most states allow you to have six plants. So you can grow different plants. You can go to dispensaries, you can get uh, clones, you can buy seeds, and you can grow your own. So imagine uh, you go to the dispensary, you figure out uh, what medicines are going to work for you. And by the way, the nose knows. Uh, the term, <laughs> when you smell some of these, these uh, cannabinoids in the jars uh, and you, you smell that, that cannabis, what smells the best to you? Buy that. Take it home. Experiment with it. Have a puff, uh, you know, and, and see how that does. Then also you can, t- you can start growing it and now you can make that into your own medicines. So say you have something beautiful that is going to help your migraine. How about microdosing that in a tincture? How about growing some CBD or a Harlequin, a one-to-one, which is one of my favorites. Uh, and you can give patients the ability to grow their own medicines and make their own medicines uh, in the, the final product. They can make tinctures and topicals. Uh, they can make 
make, uh, you know, uh, the fully extracted cannabis oils. They can do all kinds of things. And then, of course, they can just inhale it through vaporization, uh, you know, less, less uh, uh, carcinogenic than the combustion. So use a dryer vaporizer. But, you know, it's a lot of fun. I, I can't even imagine. We're just scratching the surface on all of this. Uh, but every patient should be able to grow at home. This is so, so dope, folks. I can talk to you forever. I can just stay here and talk with you. I, I got to bring this powerhouse back. Uh, we got to bring you back. Talk to me, Elizabeth. I know I want to be conscious of your time. Where can our, our folks, where can they find you? How can they uh, give me your, I mean, folks, we're going to put all this information. We will have it in our show notes when we publish this episode. Talk to me, where can our folks find you? Well, uh, they can just go to the website, holisticcaring.com. Uh, and you can email info at holisticcaring.com. Uh, you can contact us through the, uh, the, the website, just uh, fill out the form and it'll go to, uh, to, to myself or, or to the lovely Tasha Jackson or Nurse Sherry. Uh, and so all of us field those different things. And, um, you know, so just contact us and let us know. Uh, holisticcaring.com is also on Instagram, uh, Facebook and LinkedIn. And of course we have a YouTube channel where I have tons of videos uh, that we've made live that are all free past webinars, uh, CBD for sleep and, and stress, uh, CBD for pain, uh, CBD for, you know, all kinds of different conditions. Uh, there are a uh, chock full of webinars on my website that people can listen to as well. So uh, really everything is there. Awesome. Awesome. And before I let you go, this is a Thanksgiving. It's a, it's a, we are recording this episode uh, during the Thanksgiving, uh, next week is Thanksgiving uh, week. So what are you thankful for, Elizabeth? <laughs> I am so thankful that, you know, every, every morning I start, you know, thank you for this day, this life, this opportunity. Thank you for the birds and the trees and the colors and the flowers and the bright blue skies and the big white puffy clouds. I'm thankful for all that I am and all that I'm not and all that I have and all that I don't have and all that I've ever been and all that I'll ever be. You know, my gratitude list goes on and on. And then, you know, I'm thankful for my team, Tasha and Sherry. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for the opportunity to be able to do what I want to become an entrepreneur and to work in one of the most exciting industries that truly is going to change the paradigm of healthcare. You know, I'm, I'm just excited about all of these things and I'm just grateful for every single thing. And I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for the invitation to come on to this show and to help you uh, to, to talk about plant medicine and, and uh, all the good things that you're going to do with this as well. I share, I share, I share. She's a goddess and I'm thankful for you. I'm just thankful for the excitement, for the joy that you spread, for you being a hero, for you being a team builder, always get it not just going alone gathering everybody along and bringing that joy with you i am so so grateful i share goddess folks that is our show today uh thank you so much for being here if you are yet to sign up for our psychedelic masterclass, learn psychedelics as medicine go straight to the website wci-help.com and remember we have every saturday Kennedy Psychedelic Club and every Sunday African Canadelic Club on Clubhouse, 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Come join our village. It takes a village, folks. Anyway, that's our show for today. Until next time, remember health equals wealth.
Bye, guys.